welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I want to continue the conversation that Marcha had about being a cheerleader without cheering or cheering your team on without being a cheerleader. I don't know. However, she said it. it was really great. If you didn't catch it, go back and catch last week's episode. But I want to talk about it from like my perspective on what I saw while I was in corporate and federal workforces. So one of the things as leaders, managers, and we're all leaders if you're listening because you lead somebody, if nobody at all, ha ha ha, guess what? You lead yourself. So you have to know your team. You have to know who they are, what they like, what trips their trigger, what motivates them. Motivation is one of those kind of elusive things and it's kind of like you have to motivate yourself. But if you don't give your people tasks and jobs that they have a skill at and an interest in, they're going to get bored really quickly and the work could possibly not be quite at the quality that it could or should. So if you know your team, you know what motivates them, then you can focus on those areas. Focus on the things that they do really well and have them do more of that. And then if, and this is a big if, capital I, if, if there are things they have to do as part of their job, because that happened in the federal government a lot, you had to do everything, not just part of it, you had to do it all. Then you can help them identify those gaps of where they're not performing at their highest or where you need them to do something they may not be familiar with. Often we just assume they know what we know. And I'm going to say once I left the federal government and started doing trainings for the, the great state of Oklahoma, other federal agencies, associations, and whatnot, the one thing I learned was <laughs> when you're teaching somebody something, you're typically giving them way too much at a time. You're expecting them to know steps A through F. So you just start with G and keep going and they don't have any background. Some people like me are going to raise their hand and say, wait a minute, I don't get it. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, when did you get to there? Like, I'm here. Where? How did you get there? Other people are never going to say it. I had employees that honestly I had meetings with and I was like, so how did you come to this conclusion? She was like, I don't know. I followed the form. Well, do you know what that form is? No, <laughs> she didn't have a clue. Whose fault is that? Mine. As the leader, as the manager, that was my fault in not taking the time to find out where her gaps were 
and what she needed to know and how to fill them in. So the first thing is you have to know your team. You have to know them individually. I know there's a whole lot of conversation around you can't um, be friends with your team. It'll get you into trouble, blah, blah, blah. It's true. I did. I got in trouble. Yeah, it happens. But there's a level that you have to get to know them so you know their learning style. You learn how they like to work and operate and what thrills them. That's what you have to do. You have to spend some time with that. So I am going to challenge you to make a commitment if you don't already know what your individual team members' styles are, what how they like to interact. Some people just want a short and quick email. Other people want a detailed list. Some people want hand-holding. Other people just want you to give it to them and let them figure it out. All of those ways are fine. They're all fine and they all work really well. But you can't drop something on somebody's desk and walk away when it's somebody who wants to talk it out a little bit. I want to know how this fits into my job. I want to know when it is due. I want to know how this fits into the bigger picture. I saw that a lot in the federal government. People did not know how their small slice of the pie impacted hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, depending on where you worked and what you did. Huge impact, far reach, reached a lot of people. So do all your people know that and understand it? My dad and I used to have conversations around the fact that they put the newest, lowest person on the totem pole in the position of receptionist. Well, at one point, every single phone call that came in, unless they already knew you, went directly to a receptionist desk. It might still, I don't really know. But it went to the receptionist. And the receptionist had no idea what departments we had, where they were, who did what, or what to do with these calls. They didn't even really understand what our agency did. It makes it really hard to give one of the most important jobs to the lowest paid, newest person who has the least amount of knowledge. So make a commitment to figure out what your people do know individually. Like, what do you know? Where are your skills? What are you good at? If there is a way to give them more of what they're really good at, give them more of what they're really good at. Sometimes you can't. Again, in the federal government, you had a job, you had a job description, you had to be able to do everything on that job description well. Find out what they can do well and then help fill in the gaps. Get, the, get them the training they need. You as the leader or manager may not be the one to give them the training. That is fine. Find the people who can. It doesn't have to all be you. Find the people who can help. So now that you have agreed, I'm just going to assume again, there's that word assume. I'm going to assume that you've made the commitment that you want 2024 to be even better than previous years. You want more communication with your staff. You want the goals to be met quickly, easily, and with a whole lot less effort. You've made that commitment. Now what? Now what? You've probably heard me say I have a new book out, 12 Minutes to Win, Reach Your Goals in 12-Minute Increments. And it's so, it's so simplistic, but it is so powerful and impactful. 
What if you put on your calendar, actually on your calendar, because it's one of those deals, if it's not on your calendar, it's not going to get done. What if you put on your calendar that you're going to spend 12 minutes with each employee once a month? 12 minutes, each employee, once a month. You could even have a quick coffee break if you wanted. I don't drink coffee, but you know what I mean, that time frame. So you're going to have this quick meeting with your employee and you're going to have a few very strategic, direct questions. And initially they may not talk to you. You may not have formed that type of relationship with them, but once it happens several times and once they learn you're not trying to play a gotcha game, they'll start opening up and they'll let you know what's working, what's not working and where they might need some support. So that's the first step. Can you commit to that? Will you commit to that? Would that be helpful? We had a new office manager come in one time and he made a commitment. He was going to have coffee with every single employee. And so they drew a name out of a fishbowl every Monday morning at the principal staff meeting of who they're going to meet with. And when my day came up, we walked across the street to this little restaurant and he ordered coffee. I ordered whatever. And he was like, how's it going? What's going on? And for the first time, and at that point I had been there, I don't know, four or five years. But for the first time, I felt like somebody in a position of power with the ability to affect a change that would be better for me heard my concerns. Sometimes employees just want to be heard. They want to be validated that their concerns are real. You may not be able to solve the problem, but you can show them empathy and understanding of what's happening. In the end, that short meeting with him, it was probably more than 12 minutes because we had to walk across the street and walk back. You know how that goes. Because of that, a big problem came up with one of my projects, uh, a project, an apartment complex project. And he said, get hold of Jennifer. She knows about this. Get the information from her. If I hadn't been given the opportunity to have that conversation with him, since I was so low on that totem pole, he might not have even known my name or considered having somebody else in management go to me to get the information. So number one, it made me feel valued, respected, and that people cared about what I had to say, what I thought, and you know the knowledge that I brought to the table. And also, I was the one with the information. And they could have gone around in circles trying to gather this information that I had readily at my fingertips. So that 12-minute coffee break with him was very valuable for many people for many reasons. So that can be your first commitment. I'm going to commit to having coffee with each employee. And if everybody works remotely, it can be a Zoom call, but it needs to be very casually, very open conversation about what's going on, what's working, what's not working. Once you do that, then you can decide what would be the next step. I don't know what that next step is for you, but you could have a next step. Okay, we're meeting once a week or once a month for 12 minutes. Then you can switch your questions up. 
Once you have that first round of meetings, you might decide there's something else you need to know. The point I want to make is that you can have a powerful impact in a short amount of time if you're completely focused, phone off, notifications off, and you're truly having an interaction, whether it's in person or online. Focused on them and really care about what they have to say. If you can't make a change in that right then, tell them, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do about this at this time, but I appreciate your input. And if in the future I can, just know that I will. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.